Here we are, guys. Hello. Thank Hello. you for joining me. And thank you for giving up your time um, in gingerbread decorating, right? You've <laughs> made it, like you said, it's a big sacrifice. Glad to do it. But we're really happy to have you all three here for our Trinity Talks podcast. Um, and this is our first Sunday of Advent. So it's a pleasure to have you joining us for this important Sunday. Um, and as we heard today that we are working through the Advent Conspiracy, which is going to be our theme that carries us throughout this season of Advent. And we learned that the Advent Conspiracy is a movement where we're really challenged as people to move away from overt consumerism and busyness and stress of the season and refocus our hearts on relationships and love and worship and giving and generosity. And that's why I'm really happy to have you three here, because one way that we can focus our hearts is through acts of generosity and through giving. And that's something that Trinity has always really put an emphasis on every Christmas. And um, we're partnering really with three different groups and organizations this Advent. And I was hoping that over the next um, maybe 20 minutes or so, we can chat about some of the opportunities that we have here at Trinity. Um, Jen, you are working closely with the Trinity Care Fund, right? Mm -hmm. And Lynn is here with us and she's the executive director of the Open Door. And she was just telling me actually that we've, as Trinity, has partnered with the Open Door for 39 years. And then Mike, you're president of World Vision Canada. And we do have a great program that we're going to be supporting as well this Advent season. Um, so I was hoping we can talk a little bit about our ministries. But before that, it is Christmas time and Rob was talking about turning on the radio. What is your favorite Christmas song um, at, at Christmas time? So my oh. favorite is Oh Holy Night. Okay. Is there a reason? Just I just find it to be a super worshipful um, Christmas carol, I guess. And yeah, I just get, it gives that sense of the holiness of Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy day instead of holiday. Yeah. I think I'm going to think that now too, right? Holy yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. What would you lend? Uh, mine is Oh Come All You Faithful. Okay. And I just love it because it's a real call to worship and it's just jubilant and triumphant. It's so full of joy. And I love the words, um, especially the chorus, Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. And I find that the words in, the, in that carol really speak about who Jesus is. And I really enjoy that because it just really brings me into a place of worship. Thank you. And Mike. Yeah, for me, I mean, I love Silent Night. And I think that's my favorite, my favorite carol. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, and this is maybe going to take us in a different direction. My favorite Christmas song, because it triggers that it's the start of the Christmas season. And it's a, a joke that shared with my daughter and me when, whenever we hear this on the radio. It's not everyone's heard it. It's Dominic the Christmas Donkey. It's the story that started in the 1960s and it starts chickadee chung, hee haw, hee haw. It's Dominic the Donkey. All right. I'm making a note to share this yeah, with yeah, Libby it, for next no, Sunday. It, it, no. Yeah, it may not be on, the, on there, but it's, 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 the, it's the craziest, kind of stupidest song, yeah. but <laughs> it makes us laugh every time. And whenever one of us hears it on the radio for the first time, we know it's a story of a donkey who helps Santa out because the reindeer can't climb the Italian mountains, believe mm. it or not. It's a story Look it up. that needs it's, to be told. It's a story that needs to be told and it will make you laugh that's great oh my goodness all right well i will keep my ear out for all of those songs this christmas um but jen we did mention that you work with the trinity care fund mm -hmm. and that you've been volunteering with this fund or i think it's gone by a couple of different names um, yes. over the past but what led you because it is volunteer work mm -hmm. um what led you to decide that you wanted to serve in this way 
So in the past, it was called the Christmas Wish Fund. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we've decided to rename it the Care Fund this year so that we can keep it going throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And so traditionally at Christmas time, we've had people from the church giving to the fund. And then we take from it to bless families at Christmas um, within the congregation and, and broader community around the church mm -hmm. um, who have needs at Christmas time. So we have, um, that's been a great blessing in the past and I've been involved in that and I've been, I've seen people receiving the gifts that we've given and it's just, I've seen people so blessed by that. That's mm -hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. It's just, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to tangibly help people like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it communicates not only love and compassion, but also a sense of worth to people. Mm-hmm. And right within our own family. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Right within our own family. And I mean, I, I, myself this week, my um, husband's um, mom died last week. And so we've been getting the meal train this week mm. from Trinity and just getting those meals every night has been such a beautiful thing. And that is just another tangible sort of way that we, we bless and, and help one another and love one another. And I've just being a recipient of that, I've been like, wow, I feel so loved. And I imagine that's how people feel when they receive financial help from from the church in their time of need. I love that. And so yeah. what called you, how, what, what called you to sort of step into this role? I guess just seeing needs that um, have emerged in my own sort of time in ministering and working at the church. I've just seen people come with different needs mm -hmm. and, um, uh, yeah, just seeing the need and just seeing like, what can we do here? And we can do more to help one another and bless one another. And, mm -hmm. I love one another. Yeah. And I've known, I mean, I've known you for many years now, and I would say yeah. that's one of your gifts is to be in tune, uh, to in, be in tune with people in that way Yeah, and to build you. relationships. Thank so you. I think that's lovely. That and, yeah. really does fit your, fit your gifting. Thank you. And mm -hmm. I think it's things, sometimes we don't see it right within the congregation. Everyone kind of looks fine on Sunday morning, <laughs> but you know, we don't really see the need that's there within our own congregation mm -hmm. and, and within the community around us. Sometimes people come to Trinity looking for help from the church and, um, we can do that. Yeah. We can help. Well, that's so great. And so at Trinity this Christmas, is it financial gifts that would be the most beneficial? Yes. So the care fund is a fund, like it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a money fund that we'll draw from not only at Christmas, but we're going to roll it out to do throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, so we can continue to help people because people have needs beyond just Christmas. That's, that's yeah. very true. And, and something that sometimes might get overlooked at the Christmas time. So yeah. I think that's wonderful that this does continue. And is it just you or do you have a, a group of people that you're working so with? So we have a committee, the mm -hmm. Care Fund Committee, and um, we are actually at the moment creating a whole policy and best practices around how to manage the fund year round. And so it'll, it's a committee and then there'll be, um, I don't know how we'll exactly roll it out, but there'll probably be like a staff person and one person from the committee who kind of ongoing manage it. So well, that's it's exciting. Yeah, it's a no, new thing. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And now Lynn, you, um, you are the executive director at mm -hmm. the open door and what, as you said, you've been there for 39 years. What's, why did you start with the open door? What called you into that type of work? Well, I really feel that it was a process of being led by God into the ministry mm -hmm. and um, that just to come to love him and to love his people. And then he kept having all kinds of ideas for the ministry and the selection committee inviting me to be a part of it. But 
the reason um, I feel I love to be there is because I just really feel God's presence in the ministry. And I just see how he really orders circumstances and just how he meets with people in the most wonderful ways. And so it's really, it's just awesome to be able to be a part of that, just to be able to witness all of that. And then to meet and befriend all the beautiful people that come in that are going through such difficulty in their life. And we have an opportunity to just really listen to them and, and um, emotionally support them, to pray with them. And we can actually offer super, you know, material help as well. So that's a huge thing. And then another huge thing that draws me and is that um, the wonderful interaction that mm-hmm. you have with, like I have the churches, and especially Trinity all these years. <laughs> Um, and also all the volunteers that are so wonderful and the volunteer groups that come in. So all those relationships that you form with them and all the prayer that we have every day with people. Like what an opportunity to be in the, in the middle of the city mm-hmm. in you know, a huge shopping mall and having the freedom to speak of the Lord and to pray for people and, and encourage them in that way, too. So incredible opportunity. And especially to I, I think another thing that really appealed to me was also that the churches um, together can be so visible um, where the people are to bring, you know, help to the people and to say, we're here and we want to help you and God loves you and cares for you. So I just find all of that and many other reasons. It's just so inspiring to be there. So that's what calls me and keeps me. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yes. So, and I like that you said it's in the busy mall. It's for those of you who don't know, it's right in square one mm-hmm. mall, right? So that's mm-hmm. right in the heart and center of Mississauga, which is um, an ever growing city. Um, so probably ever growing needs as well. Yes. Um, so could you tell us just a little bit more about what kind of work is done there? Okay. Well, I'd say the most important thing that we do is befriending and, um, caring for people who are going through all kinds of different difficult situations in their life. Um, but so we do like a lot of emotional support and a lot of praying with people every day. But also um, we do, um, thanks to Trinity and others, we are able to provide right now, especially winter coats and all that gear um, for winter. And we have meals that mm-hmm. people join us that we invite them to. Um, some people really need that meal just to survive and others are coming for fellowship because they really need um, just that encouragement of being with us and other people too. They're kind of like we're their family for now until we can get them planted into churches or other. And some we never can because they not, they're not going to be able to for different reasons. And um, then we at Back to school, we do all the supplies for kids going back to school, and we make sure everybody has a thermos so they can get leftovers from the night before <laughs> for dinner to take. And um, just, well, so many different things. I'm probably forgetting some of them, actually, oh, of what goodness. we do. But also, um, of course, at Christmas time, mm-hmm. which is really important right now. So we will be um, providing people the, uh, with, the, uh, with the ability to have gifts and dinner in their own homes um, for Christmas where they're able. Like that's probably about at least 200 people, maybe 300 people this year. Mm-hmm. And then for about another um, 50 or 60 people, um, they're not able to either cook their own meals or they might be in a room or also they may be in circumstances that they need um, to have a Christmas dinner for them. So we will have a Christmas dinner in the open door for a smaller number of people to help them celebrate Christmas too. Okay, so, great. But the biggest thing is just loving people and, and just 
you know, if people can just know that God sees them and that people care about them, they can face anything, no matter what it, whatever your circumstance, whatever you're going through. So that's what's so important in the ministry that we do there. Well, so much. Oh, and I should say, too, just the opportunity to offer, like all our volunteers, like we've got so many volunteers from Trinity, for instance, and groups and stuff like that. But to offer an opportunity for our churches to be able to come in and do hands-on ministry and to be a part of reaching out to people that wouldn't just come walking into their churches. So I think yeah. you mentioned that the senior youth from Trinity are coming Yes. This week? Yeah, they'll be here on Wednesday night to sort clothing and help in that way. And um, a small group just did provide a meal and served it, mm -hmm. um, I guess, a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. And we have actually people in Trinity that are on our board of directors, two people on our board of directors. Mm -hmm. And our board's only a very small board. So, <laughs> so a large percentage. Majority. Yeah. And of course, um, with me there full time and and a Trinity person, and we have part-time person too, and then uh, and that, and then also um, all kinds of people in the congregation that also even head up um, programs for us. Um, for instance, you know, right now I know um, people helping with the Christmas program. Tammy does that every year, and there's all kinds of people that do so many things for the Open Door well, and I help in so many ways. So I think Trinity is very happy to be a part of it. Again, this year. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, Mike, you are president of World Vision Canada. And I'm wondering, just maybe you could tell us what brought you to that role. But what do you love about that role? Mm. Well, it's very much a chance to lean into and, and live out my calling. I think, you know, the, one of my favorite quotes is by a Christian author named Frederick Beekner, mm -hmm. who said, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And I feel like every day in my role and in my organization, I get to live that out. So any chance where I have a chance to live out or share our gifts and experience in a way that makes a difference in the world, um, it's it's powerful. And I've been given a sort of slice of mission that that I've followed and really glad to be part of World Vision and this partnership with Trinity, too. Yeah, to have that joy in your work. Exactly. You know, you're following in, yeah. in the right Joy footsteps. and purpose. Joy and yeah. purpose. All right. So here at Trinity, we have supported World Vision in the past. And you mentioned that we're partnered right now with Nueva Frontera, which is a village in Honduras. Um, but then you mentioned a specific project that if we do give financially this Christmas, then it's going to support a special project over at our partner village. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that and what kind of impact it's going to have? Uh, yeah, of course. So, so we've had a partnership with with Honduras, Nueva Frontera, for for uh, more than a year now. It's more than sixty uh, children and families, sixty families here at, at Trinity sponsor children within the development programming in Nueva Frontera, and that's on top of of other support. But this is a special initiative for that same community that we've already built a relationship with, and it's a women's empowerment group. Uh, it provides some training, training on things like uh, gender equality, they're meeting their specific needs to provide support and encouragement, but also brings women primarily together to focus on savings and empowerment around small businesses. I mean, one of the key issues is uh, the lack of economic opportunity. And for women in this community, and a quarter of them are headed by single moms, mm -hmm. um, they need particular support. And there's something about coming together where they can pool resources. It's a savings group, cooperatives, and they're getting training on business opportunities like chicken farming and, and other you know initiatives like selling clothing in the market and so on. So they're provided support and training as well as a scheme to to pool their resources to make a difference together, all for the benefit of the children that we serve in, in the community. That sounds very important, very exciting. Um, you had the opportunity to go to Honduras um, and meet some of these women. 
And do you have any stories that you may have seen or witnessed while you were there um, that you might want to share with us? Absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah, I had a chance to go with, with Trinity. I've been in Honduras, a number of other places where I've seen this same program in okay. place. These, these savings groups yeah. are really quite powerful. We think of it in Canada, you know, we have access to credit credit card in our bank for many of these women they're 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 really they're they're facing so much poverty that they really don't have access to credit so they're very small small ways they gather together they're taught financial uh, literacy they are supported uh, and they when i see come together and you see how they they have this whole way of Everybody puts some money in every every time they can. They report on how they're using their funds and how those are tracked, and they encourage each other. And it's really it's really really powerful. And you hear these stories about women who say, you know, thanks to the savings I had here, when I faced a difficult moment, and this is often where the stress comes. For example, my child fell ill. I mm -hmm. remember hearing one one mom in Honduras talk about this. Uh, I was able to access resources to take her to a hospital that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to. Uh, save for, and I could build that back. I was mm -hmm. have my my business that is is supporting. I can then pay that back in, and those same funds can then multiply and be used for others in moments like that. Mm -hmm. Things that we take for granted, you know, often people who are living on the margins. Um, resilience is really what you want to build. That chance, to, if there's a shock of some kind, economic or cultural or personal or health, mm -hmm. that there's a way for them to to have a little bit of margin to be able to tackle that. Um, and so that savings group in that mom's life and that child's life was the difference between, you know, being devastated by a health scare like that mm -hmm. and actually being able to get through mm -hmm. and get beyond that and uh, then giving back and supporting others. It's really a powerful story of community. And we get to extend that community right from here all the way to Honduras. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Those devastations, I mean, in anyone's life, really, um, I guess they're inevitable, right? They're going to hit us in so many different ways. So to equip and to empower um, people that we may never meet is such a beautiful way to touch our greater world. So I think this is really exciting that we have these opportunities here at Trinity. And I know that there's going to be some giving messages going across the screen. So if anyone is um, feels inclined to give right now, I know that there's definitely ways to do that online. Um, but before we go, I need to play a game with you guys. All right. Yes. <laughs> I think I can't leave without a game. <laughs> this is... I used to run a summer camp, guys. So this is the inner, and I used to be a primary teacher. So this is the inner teacher, summer camp director in me. I've come up with this beautiful, for those of you who are watching, you can see it. If if you're just listening online, I've got a little Christmas tree here with some Christmas ornaments. And attached to each ornament is a little question. And this idea was actually inspired from the family kit at, in the um, Advent Conspiracy. So we're encouraged as a family to maybe get some Christmas decorations. I think they even suggested jelly beans or candy and associated with each one of those be a question that might inspire some conversations around worship. And I was wondering if you guys wanted to pick a Christmas ornament and then I'll read you the question. We're ready. All right, Jen, okay. which one? We'll start with you, Jen, first here. Just describe each ornament, which ornament you'd like. And then um, I'll read the question. I'll have that little... Uh, pine cone pine or the... Cone, the red pine cone. The red pine yeah. cone. Perfect. And I've learned from doing this earlier that I do need scissors. I wrestled for about five minutes with the tape earlier. So. All right, Jen, here's your pine cone. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I get to keep it. Yeah, of course, oh, of course. Thank you. Okay, so Jen, this question is, who can you show gratitude to this week? Who can I show gratitude? Yeah. I can write a little note of thanks to every 
lovely person that made a meal for our family this week. Oh, mm. that's right. That's right. That'd be mm. lovely. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, so yeah, thank you. And thank you to everyone who does contribute to that yes. fund. It's a great yes. way to bless people here at Trinity. All right, Lynn, what ornament just really gets your goat here? Uh, <laughs> I can't choose, but I'll take uh, the, is that on this side? The red one? The bottom? This one? Sure. This one? Sure, that's fine. Oh, she's saying she doesn't care. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> They're all Dollarama's finest. <laughs> there we go. Heirloom quality. Exactly. This will go down. Pass on for generations. There yes. we go. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Lynn, what is one of your favorite Christmas treats? One of them. Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. All right. All right, you pick. Me? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think we're going to have to go with the one at the top. Okay. Mostly because it's the most accessible. All right. There we go. Thank you, Jen. Okay. All right, Mike, your question is. Thank you. What is one of your talents? This isn't even a Christmas question. This um, is just a gift. Talents, one of man. your talents. Well, um, and we it, might learn it, something here. Well, I play, the, I, I, I play the piano and the ukulele. And so that comes out as uh, it, helpful at Christmas carol time. Oh, I don't play the piano nearly enough, but I always seem like when carol time comes, I'm the guy at the piano playing for All right. playing for the carols. So that's great. And Libby, again, we don't have a ukulele right now on our <laughs> worship team, so we might make room for one more. Um, but anyway, I do want to thank you guys for joining me. This is great. Thank you so much. And thanks all for right. the generosity of Trinity during this uh, incredible conspiracy. We'll keep this all under wraps. All right. Okay. And, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, Trinity. Yeah. Yeah.